Alright, what is up? This is the Win Daily Show. We have a packed, packed house tonight. But right now, it's me, Michael Raziel, my man, Sienna Jad Stia. How's it going, man? What's up, man? How are you? You know, it's it's this is going to be a fun show. We haven't had one this packed before. I think we have like four guests coming on, which should be a blast. So um, I don't know, man. It's it's going to be fun. We got a lot, a lot of stuff going on. We got a lot of people out there. And what are we always trying to do, Sia? We're trying to make everyone out there money. I watched a bunch of our friends last night go out and kill it in the KB or not the KBO. Well, they always kill in the KBO, the LOL. They were killing it in the LOL at three of our writers tied for first place in an LOL GPP. How fantastic is that, Sia? I just, I can't get over the fact that it's called LOL. So I, okay. I, I yeah, there's that. Yeah. I'll, get, so, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. So that stands for league of legends, of course. And that's no, that that's incredible. Um, Honestly, like I'm kind of caught up right now because I'm I'm trying to figure out, and we're going to talk about this more on Sirius this weekend. But I I've been racking my brain trying to figure out how I'm going to spend the money that I win on the San Francisco 49ers winning the NFC West. Oh wow! Like you know, am I going to spend it on some like one big thing or just a bunch of small stuff? Like, what do you think? I'm more of a bunch of like I don't like things, but like mm. there's probably like a couple hundred dollar things out there, like two or three hundred dollar things that like okay, you know, I can upgrade my sheets. Maybe, you know, a thousand thread count sheets or something like that. That'd be nice. <laughs> that is, uh, that's pretty spicy, man. Wow. Are you sure you want to go that big? Maybe. I don't know. Getting a little crazy. But the first thing we do have to talk about, Sia, we have another avenue for you to make a bunch of money this weekend, and it is our poker tournament. And as everybody heard on the last show, Sia teased it because we're figuring out how teases work and segues work. We're doing all this live. We promise you that. And Sia has a pretty great story before we start getting into everyone else making money. Obviously, the Wind Daily Poker Showdown is coming around. It's on Sunday, 9 o'clock. Our partner's Global Poker. Let's go. It should be a lot of fun. Come and take my money because I lost it all last time. Sia's probably going to take it again or however it works. But Sia teased a really great story for us when he was at the main event, the World Series of Poker out in Las Vegas. Sia, you got to tell us the story, man. All right. So I've played it up a little bit too much. I, I, I got to admit that. But here's here's what happened. So I entered day two with only about 15,000 worth of chips, which for the record is really not that much. So I slowly like grind and I build. Fortunately, the chip leader was one of the worst people at the table. He just sort of happened to be chip leader. He was getting cards. So I was able to just sort of hone on hone in on him and just pick him off and pick him off and pick him off. And just all of a sudden I had about 150,000 in chips, which was like, this is towards the end of the night. These days are about 10 to 12 hours of like straight poker. So long story short, there's about two hours left in the night. I'm sitting really pretty. But if I double up, I'm in the like the top 5% of, of the four or 5,000 people that are still left in the tournament at that point. Okay, so I get pocket tens. I won't get into the logistics, Michael, because it'll bore you to tears of like where my position was. And just I'll, I'll say for the people listening, my position wasn't very good. So what happened was uh, we had a razor, the, the actual chip leader guy who wasn't chip leader anymore because I was. He raised a couple people call. I just call with my pocket tens. Okay. I'm gonna basically be in any hand that this guy is in because he's terrible. Unfortunately, there was one guy that I was kind of scared of that was also in the hand. So here's what happens: the flop comes, it's queen, queen, five. So I check and the terrible player bets, and then a couple people call him. 
and I come over top, which Michael, I don't know if you know what this is called, but it's called, it's a check raise, okay? So what I'm indicating with my check raise is that I just duped that guy into a bet because I have a queen and now I have trip queen. So there's two queens on the board. I just check it, you know, all unassumingly. Now I come over top and it's just, it's not really that sophisticated of a move, but it's what I did. So he folds, the guy I'm kind of afraid of calls. And then the next card, and I'm kind of terrified that he called because the, I let out with like a 20,000 chip bet, which was like a pretty big deal or 15,000, I think it was. So anyway, the next card's another queen. So now there are three queens on the board. And now this guy's probably thinking I don't have a queen for a four of a kind, but I do have a full house because again, I had pocket tens. So anyway, mm-hmm. I'll, make this, I'll make the long story short. I bet again, he calls again. He doesn't raise me, he just calls again. The river comes and it's just some like random card. I bet again, really, really big. Like, I don't know, at that point it was like, you know, 40,000 chips, which honestly at that point in the hand, it was sort of what's called a value bet. This guy thinks about it. He thinks about it. I'm still sitting on a full house. The fact that he's even thinking about it makes me think I've actually won the hand. Like, otherwise he would have just snap called me right away. Well, he ends up calling me. I'm positive I won. He was holding pocket aces. And the only reason he didn't put me all in was because I was betting it so aggressively that he just assumed there was a possibility that I had that fourth queen and that I, I had a four of a kind. So I got knocked down from 150,000 back to 20,000 and somehow grinded my way to day three and then to day four and actually cashed. But if I had won that hand, I would have been in the top 5% and I would have potentially coasted to, you know, well into day four, maybe day five, day six. So it was pretty terrible, pretty terrifying. Poor little old Asian lady. That was your dealer, right? That's what you said. She was a little old Asian lady. You scared her last time. So unfortunate, man. But I'm going to have to say I'm pretty happy about it because if I'm confident you wouldn't be here with me right now and and all of our other friends if that did go down. So I appreciate you, Sia. Thank you for that story. I'm sorry it kind of didn't go your way, but it is what it is. So here we go. How about this? We're going to bring on Rich. He's going to give us some bets for Bundesliga and he's going to give us some DFS plays and then you can win all your money back. How's that sound? Love it. Good idea. Thank you. Let's do it. All right, Rich, can you make uh can you get Sia to win all his money back this weekend potentially? Yeah, I don't think that's possible, but oh, well okay. yeah, uh pretty big bet, that's for sure. You know, I don't think uh they're too crazy there. Um, you know, I want to guarantee, you know, winning that much. Um, but we had some pretty nice hits. I think we had some um subs take one took down ten K, I think, this past weekend. Um, you know, another one I think, you know, something like three K, something like that. So we had some big soccer hits, unfortunately. Not mine um over the weekend. How it goes, you know. Um, but I think Tuesday, Wednesday, we absolutely crushed. You know, I think Tuesday had a huge day, both slates. Uh, that's probably the the t- best slate, I think, yet. You know, I had one, I think, finished top 10 out of um, 2,200 entries in the four dollars. So, um, you know, pretty up there. Um, get awesome. it. All right. T- talk to us about this weekend. So you're doing Saturday. Tell me a little bit about what's happening Saturday. It's Thursday right now. Podcast comes out Friday morning. So everyone has a little bit of time. Hop in the Discord chat, of course. Get to talk to Rich. Get to hang out with him there and ask him or he'll just send you all his pictures and plays and what you should be doing because that because he's such a nice guy. He does that for me, too. So, Rich, talk to us. What are we doing this Saturday? Well, we got six match weeks left, uh, including this Saturday, Sunday of the Bundesliga. Um, not much more of a title race now that Bayern Munich, you know, basically X out Dortmund and uh, took care of business on Tuesday. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, moving forward, we got two big slates, you know, coming up. The Saturday is, um, you know, very different from site to site. You know, FanDuel, we really have, you know, the, having that late game makes such a huge difference. And um, we have Bayern Munich as a minus 2,000 favorite. Um, you know, that's you know pretty insane. 
you know, I don't know how you overlook that. You know, I think everyone else is around, you know, a plus 150 and a plus 130 and, you know, some pretty tight games. So um, on FanDuel, I, I shouldn't even have to tell you the strategy there. Just straight stack them. Um, you, you would think that makes a lot of sense. You know, I think there was a slate a week ago where it was like the same concept. Bayern Munich was was the late game and they were they weren't a minus 2000. They were like a minus like 500. I think the next closest was like minus 130 or something. Um, and you'd be shocked, you know, the ownership, how low it was just because it's a late game. Uh, I have to tell you, minus 2,000, uh, you, you know, I mean, if you're not playing that, you know, DFS probably just isn't for you. <laughs> uh, I love that. And a quick question, actually, before you move on a little bit. So you were saying that, you know, the, the title race is pretty much over. I watched a little bit of that uh, Dortmund-Bayern Munich game. Um, it was a game for a little while. It felt like it was solid. So with that being the case and with it being a really weird year, obviously, with with the pandemic and everything, is that something that you're paying attention to now, slate to slate, understanding that the title race is pretty much over? You know, some of these guys might be might be rested. Some of these guys might just kind of not. They might get subbed out a little earlier than later. How are you playing that aspect of it? Yeah. So you know, obviously, it, it was a close game. You know, I'll say that. You know, I think if you were like a UFC match or something, you would and you t- and you remove the one goal, you would say Bayern Munich by decision. You know, slight win, something like that. Um, but you know, you still have four Champions League spots up for grabs. Now, Bayern Munich and, and Dortmund obviously should get two of those, um, but the other two are pretty close. Those teams that are in the three, four, five slots, you know, I think you know two of them are tied, and then a point separates the other one. So, um, you know, that's obviously a big deal cha- qualifying for Champions League. You also have relegation too. Um, you know, at the bottom, who gets who gets down to the German second division? You know, basically, obviously, that's a huge um, you know financial burden for any team. You know, some teams never come back once they go down. Uh, I'm glad they don't have that over here. You know, as you imagine, uh, Mr. Asil, you know, being a Mets Jets fan, yeah. you know, the Jets uh, might never come back. You know, we'd be playing games with the Bengals and, you know, God knows who, it'd be terrible. But um, you, you still have some stuff to look forward to. And I would think by the time you get all that stuff is decided, you know, maybe like two or three more weeks, we might start to see what you're getting at where, you know, teams are saying, hey, this 17-year-old guy hasn't played all season. Let's, you know, throw him out there and see what he could do. Um, you know, and especially a team like a Bayern Munich, um, you know, I think once they clinch that title, you know, their eyes are on Champions League in August where they're still alive, you know, have a chance. Um, Leipzig is still, you know, in there as well. So, um, you know, they might want to, if they, they're able to clinch a Champions League spot, they might rest people. Um, but we're going to have a quick turnaround in terms of soccer because we've got EPL coming back on June 17th. And I expect uh, much bigger contests than you have for Bundesliga. And from what I'm hearing from people all around, there are a lot of people who play EPL who haven't necessarily dug into Bundesliga. I think it's going to bring a lot of soccer people, um, you know, back into the fold and bring a lot of people that might not play soccer, you know, um, into it just because I think you want, as you once said, you know, it's a little bit more mainstream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's the, you know, it's the biggest, essentially the biggest league in the entire world, if I'm not mistaken, is the English Premier League, right? It's it's just insane how many people pay attention to it. So yeah, we'll see. I mean, if there's more people, that means there's more money, which means there's more chances for Sia to win back his 80 to you know $95,000, whatever exactly that number was. So, so you said on FanDuel, we're just pretty much, it's an easy stacker going Bayern Munich all the way. What about on DraftKings? And, and I guess, I remember you told us the rules last time, not going to lie, I don't remember all of them, um, but what what are, what are we doing on DraftKings, and I guess why? So DraftKings, um, you know, there aren't a lot, too many studs to pay up for. Um, again, we're going to see a Sunday slate that's just absolutely stocked with stars because pretty much all the top teams other than Bayern Munich are going to be on that slate. Um, but on the Saturday slate, there's one guy, Philip Kostic. He's $10,000. 
Um, he doesn't really score any goals. I think he has four assists or something on the season. Um, but he sends in a lot of crosses. Um, he gets a lot of peripheral stats. I think he got 30 points um, last game without a you know, single goal or assist. So basically um, nearly the equivalent of three goals worth of points. Um, so obviously, you know, if he could do that, you know, it's worth it. But I would be careful. Um, I think he's going to be very chalky. Um, he does have the highest floor. Um, but first of all, he's um, let's see the exact 10,600 10, is the exact price on that. You know, so very expensive. He's going to restrict your build. Um, you know, uh, aside from that, you know, the team he's playing against Wolfsburg, they're no joke. Um, you know, they, I think they were a huge underdog coming into last week against Bayer Leverkusen, and they absolutely embarrassed them. Um, by Leverkusen, I think they were like a minus 170 favorite or something. They were tied for highest on that slate, and they got um, beat 4-1, 5-1, something like that. They got totally upset. Yeah, I'm, I may or may not have had uh, a lot of money on Leverkusen or however you pronounce it, so I was a little dismayed at that 4-1 to result. I thought it would, might be the other way, but may or may not, so who knows. Yeah, no, I, I, I actually, I thought that, you know, I didn't play many of them. Um, I sort of faded them a little bit and I avoided them in the best bets, but I didn't think they would get absolutely crushed. Um, that was pretty surprising. Um, you know, the team, uh, this team, Wolfsburg, you know, they play pretty good defense. If you've never seen them before, you see the t-shirts. Um, they have black jerseys with these giant, like neon green X's. So every time I see them, I just think of Generation X. You know, if, if you if you see the if you Google Wolfsburg jerseys or a look at them, I mean, it just looks like they're straight out of like, uh, you know, coming out the intros or something. Um, but nonetheless, they play really good defense. Um, so I could see an avenue where he busts, um, you know, puts up maybe like 10 to 15 points or something. You know, he's like 50, 60 percent owned, um, you know, just doesn't hit value. So, you know, I don't know if I want to mess with Wolfsburg after that. You know, see, you sound the same. Might want to avoid them uh, for a while. After that one, yeah, I uh, I never want to hear that name again. Mostly because I can't pronounce it, but also because they lost me some money, maybe possibly. <laughs> but Degeneration X, man, come on, that was my childhood, literally. So I might be dating myself a little bit, and Rich, I oh, don't no. know how old you are. Um, I have the slightest idea what you guys are talking about. So okay, it's cool. You're good, Rich, and I'll take that one. We'll put that one in the bank, and uh, everyone else will hang out with us. Awesome, Rich. Well, is th is that it? Is there anything else we should know moving forward for the Saturday slate? For Saturday, no, I think, you know, again, it's a choice. Do you want a roster caustic or not? I think in cash games, you know, again, in a cash game format, I'd be, uh, you know, a little bit more open to just saying eat it there and maybe tournaments pivot off. Um, but I think that is the one decision you're going to have to make. Um, other than that, you know, I think uh, there's no one else who really sticks out on the slate at all. So All right. I love it. Hey, Rich, Rich and let me ask you from a sports betting angle. I know you usually put some best bets in your article, which again is on windailysports.com. But uh, I know it's a little early, but is there any anything sticking out to you that, that looks like a good bet or good value, something like that? So, what I did, I placed one bet. Um, you're not going to like the end part of this one. Uh, but, you know, I, I started off with Bayern Munich. I mean, you, I think you throw that in any, it's minus 2,000. There's no way they lose. Um, you know, you throw it in any parlay, you're running basically. Um, aside from that, I threw in Dortmund. You know, I think Dortmund looked really impressive versus Bayern Munich. Um, again, they're one of the top five teams in the world. So, um, you know, I think if things would have went a little different, maybe a shot goes a different way, you know, very easily. I mean, the, the shot that went in, Joshua Kimmich's uh, goal, really could have been easily stopped. Um, so, you know, I think it's close. So I, I put Dortmund on that parlay. You know, I think they're going to be in the article. And for a third, I added on Bayer Leverkusen just because – now, forget, I think they're playing Werder Bremen or someone who's absolutely terrible. Um, you know, and just sort of hoping for the bounce back. But, you know, I think you could keep it at Bayern Munich and Dortmund if you want. <laughs> Might be safe. Uh, how, how, how dare you, sir? 
after he just said not to say the name again, Rich, you're terrible. <laughs> terrible. Rich, where can everyone find you on Twitter? Uh, JFan303. You can also find me in Discord. You know, I get – you just don't, uh, you know, submit me, you know, seven lineups two minutes before lock. Usually not the best idea. He would, he would appreciate that. Give him a couple minutes. Also, don't forget, Rich is out there in Colorado, so he's a little bit before us. So he is – He's dedicated. He's waking up even earlier than I am on a Saturday just so he can make money and help everyone out there make money. So, Rich, thanks for coming out tonight, man. We appreciate it. All right, perfect. Thanks, Thank guys. you, sir. See you, dude. Awesome, man. So uh, I can't pronounce that name, CSO. I'm not going to, so you never hear it from me again. But every time we bring Rich on, I'll make sure to shoot him a message beforehand to say the name. How's that sound? Yeah, that's fine. In, in, in all, you know, it was my friend Johnny. Uh, I will keep his last name out of the, the live stream in the podcast. But he was like, I'm going heavy on Leverkusen. And I'm like, bro, I've never even heard of that. But if you're going heavy on it, it sounds like you, you kind of like got a tip or something. So me too. And yeah, that didn't work out. Sweating with friends is just a little bit more enjoyable, I think. And that's a weird way to say it. But I think we all know what I mean, right? <laughs> yes, it's a metaphor. Yes. I get it metaphor that's what it is awesome well so so rich just gave us some bets he just gave us some dfs picks for saturday uh, the the bundesliga slate we're also going to bring on in one second here our friend ghost who is going to help us win a little kbo so i'm going to have a friend on here that's actually going to watch some kbo with me in the morning he gets up really early or i think he even stays up really late to do this so i'm excited to talk to him about this but let's um if, if when i bring him on are you going to tell him that you play kbo just no, no, no but I'm, okay. I'm glad you asked that because I've been sort of like itching to because there's nothing to bet on. Right. And, and mm -hmm. I'll admit I'm not going to wake up for these games. But if there's like and I know you're probably going to talk about it from a DFS angle. But if there's actually value in, you know, stringing a two game parlay together or just like taking an outright here and there, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd like to know. It seems like there's an edge in that sport. And I just I just don't know it. I'm not I'm not the KBO expert, obviously. Let's so. make money while we're asleep. So let's bring on Ghost. Ghost man, what's up? How are you guys? It's a good day to be alive, brother. It's a good day to be alive. How are you? Everything's well, man. Everything's good. Thank you. I, no, thank you for being here. Thank you for <laughs> trying to help me and see and make a couple bucks. We really do appreciate it. So Ghost here, he helps us on the KBO side. He helps us in some esports stuff. So we're actually going to talk a little CSGO. But let's start KBO first. I'm a big baseball fan. I assume you're a pretty big baseball fan. As you just heard, Sia, he's looking for some bets. I know you do a lot of DFS, so talk to me a little bit. What are we what are we looking at for these slates coming up uh, in, in KBF? Um, I, I have to dive into the bets uh, for tonight. I mean, the biggest trick for KBO in terms of actual sports betting is actually watching the line movement. I never really take a look at anything that I'll actually put my own money on before midnight Eastern time, which is about five and a half hours before lock or uh, on certain days at uh, Friday and Saturday specifically, it locks at 1 a.m. Eastern time. Just because things change. I mean, uh, we only get the weather updates pretty much at almost the last minute. And uh, there, there's a couple starting pitchers that are injured. Guys are throwing out bullpen games. And then all of a sudden, guys are starting on short rest. And it, it, it definitely changes things up. So uh, look for it in Discord. I'll, I'll definitely uh, start to throw it up there uh, as soon as possible. But I try not to actually make the bet on, uh, on the book of my choice before midnight Eastern time specifically for that, uh, for that reason. My favorite thing to bet on is definitely game totals. Uh, in the KBO, the totals rarely fluctuate. I've pretty much uh, seen them go as low as eight and a half. Most of the time it's around eight, seven and a half if you're lucky, but rarely are they over 10 and a half. And some of these games where 
these pitchers, no, uh, no disrespect intended, but some of them are just god awful. So uh, <laughs> you end up you end up getting some run totals on eleven point five, and you're like, man, uh, I could kind of take the over eleven point five at the four and a half inning mark at that point, but uh, I won't be greedy, and I'll take it for the game for sure. I love that, man. Uh, one thing I've found, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the KT Wiz, uh, their bullpen is just, as you said, god awful. And yeah. they'll be leading like in the ninth inning, the eighth inning with like three run leads. And you just kind of snap your fingers and they're losing by like seven at that point. So Sia, did, did that help you at all? Are you going to be able to maybe place a couple bets tonight? Well, yeah. So the re- whether it's tonight or any other night, so the reality is I'm usually up past twelve Eastern time. So maybe maybe I'll hit you up and and, and get a player too. I mean, let's be honest. I, I'm not going to be. I, I'm not exactly Captain Discipline, as we learned in the last segment. <laughs> however, however, I, I am prone to putting a you know kind of a just for fun you know action type play. So it's usually. I mean, I, listen. It's the kind of thing you wake up in the morning and if you lose it, it's like not that big a deal because you, you didn't really put much on it. But if you win, it's like I'm awesome at this right waking up to money that's got to be the coolest feeling and ghost i know you're sometimes ghost you're just awake sometimes i think the other morning you texted me at like 8 30 you're like oh sorry man like i had to wait for the lineups and then i just ended up watching the game so couldn't call you at 10 i was asleep (laughs) you know that's that's fine dude no worries at all but more power to you so from from the ds dfs perspective i know that's something crazy too with these these locks don't come out and sometimes the weather is pretty wicked there in korea as well but what are you seeing i guess that's kind of a common theme and, and what are some players and plays that you'd like to do moving forward normally um, the, the, the thing that I find most interesting is the differentiation between sites. I mean, uh, DraftKings pretty much adopted their standard MLB format. So you have two starting pitchers and then, uh, one player at each respective position. And it, it's much easier to, uh, to fully stack a team over there. Whereas FanDuel, you have one starting pitcher, two starting infielders, two outfielders, and then two, uh, utility spots or flex spots as some people know them. So the the lineup construction is really different compared to uh, from from site to site, and that's definitely something to keep an eye on. Uh, on DraftKings, I've noticed that they're they're almost reluctant to move some guys' salary. I mean, you get a guy like Roberto Ramos who's leading the league in homers, and I think his salary has fluctuated plus or minus a hundred dollars from the beginning of the season, and we're now twenty games in. So these are guys that yes, it's nice to game stack lineups and. It's always fun to get the one through four, one through five uh, positions in the order. But if you end up getting a guy like Roberto Ramos, who is usually between $3,000 and $3,500 on DraftKings, whereas a top hitter in the league like Jose Fernandez is at $6,000, $6,500, it's almost a no-brainer to just lock in the one-off and just focus on the rest of your lineup at that point. Uh, on FanDuel, it, it is a little bit trickier because of their outfield infield splits and they actually have some guys that are misplaced. I mean, you have guys that are labeled as infielders when they actually play outfielders, kind of like a, uh, a Cody Ballinger situation where he's dual position eligible, but on final, they don't really do that. So they just end up either putting them in the outfield or the outfield uh, in the infield or the outfield. Sorry. So it's a little bit harder to, uh, to get full stocks over there, but we make do and you definitely end up going with three, three or four, two stocks. And then, Oh, I'm I'm a big guy to to always pick my pitcher first. Uh, if you don't have the best pitcher on the slate, it's very rare that you end up taking a GPP down in one of these things. I love it. This is fantastic. And what about the bat flips? Do you have any uh, comment on the bat flips there? Because I phenomenal. absolutely love it. I mean, I actually woke up my Thank girlfriend you. the other day because uh, <laughs> uh, I had Young Ho Park, and I was actually texting uh, James Rocker, and I'm like, man, I'm telling you. 
KIW is going to put up some runs tonight, and it was actually in my article yesterday. And uh, I love the support from uh, from DJ Tenacious D Jones in uh, in Discord saying that you know what, it's a really good sneaky play. And he read my article and he liked it too. So the guys kind of hopped on the bandwagon, and I actually had the full stack there at sub ten percent ownership, and they absolutely crushed for me. Young Ho Park is one of the best hitters in the league, but he's hitting sub two fifty right now, and you end up playing him, and you're like, okay, tonight's the night, and he goes another zero for four, and you're like, all right on to tomorrow and then you're like okay today's beyond whole parks day and he goes over three with a walk and you're like hey he didn't put up a zero like it, it, it's progress <laughs> and then the one day where i'm like you know what today's the day i'm putting him in 90 percent of my lineups and he just throws up two bombs and the craziest bat flips i've ever seen and i almost i, I screamed at the top of my lungs at 6 30 in the morning eastern time and my girlfriend was ready to absolutely hit me because she wasn't too impressed but my lineups absolutely loved it, and I loved it. I'm a big fan of the bot flips. It's super entertaining, and the mascots too. Don't forget the mascots. Yes, the mascots <laughs> are definitely something too, man. I love it, and this is just fantastic. See, look at this. I have someone else to talk baseball with. How fantastic is this? Uh, I, I mean, I'm glad we get to talk baseball in some context because MLB is just. <sighs> I mean, they I just, look like know. idiots. This is this is a problem. Let's not talk about that. Let's talk about more like Korean baseball and bat flips and stuff. But <laughs> Ghost, this is fantastic. Obviously, everyone can find you in Discord. They can find you on Twitter. But we got a little bit more time with you. So, so in terms of KBO, talk to Ghost. Talk to Tenacious D. Jones. Talk to our really, really good friend, Rocker, who's just an all-around, just great human being. He has the best memes on planet Earth. Talk to him. They're all on the Discord. They're all there to help you, of course. But you're also pretty big into CSGO as well. So I do want to talk about that for a little bit, too. I mean, we have you here. So we have Rich Make People Money in Soccer. We're going to have you help us make money in KBO and in CSGO. After you, we're going to have Nick help us uh, make some money in, in football, NFL. But let's talk about CSGO for a second. How does it work? Let's start with that. How does it work? And I'm out. You go. You're good. All right. So the game is uh, is called Counter Strike. So essentially, it's it's a first person shooter video game where teams play five on five, and there's uh, standard maps for everybody. So it's not uh, a very randomized process in the sense that hey, I'm gonna play in this type of map and when i mean map i mean like kind of like a game setting uh it, it's the location where the, the five on five matchup takes place um every team uh plays on the same kind of maps so from that point of perspective there are advantages to be held and that's primarily where my research starts um uh there, there's a great site where i get from uh where i get all my information from and this site actually has breakdowns per team and their winning percentages on individual maps so even if a certain team is favored or complete underdogs by a wide margin, you really have to take a look at the map splits and see where one team can kind of get an edge and then move forward from there. So if you take a look at tomorrow, uh, for example, we have our North American matchup between 100 Thieves and the Evil Geniuses. Um, I ended up taking 100 Thieves in that matchup and wrote them as my number two stack in the article. Um, in terms from a sports betting perspective, it's a pick'em game. So you, you kind of look at it first glance and you're like, man, okay, I'm just going to hedge this 50-50. But when you end up diving in, there's two maps in particular that EG uh, does really well on. But with the ban phase that I'm about to explain right now, 100 Thieves could really get an advantage on there. So for all those that play League of Legends, or I, I know CF finds it funny that we call it LOL. And I, I still find it funny to this day. I can never tell in text whether people are laughing at what I'm saying. <laughs> exactly. With me talking Thank about you. Legends. I have can no idea. Can we come up with a different but... acronym? That's all I'm saying. 
<laughs> but nice. uh, it, it's very similar in the sense that there's what's called the banning phase. So for our League of Legends fans out there, um, uh, each team gets to ban five champions. So those are five kind of characters, I guess you could call it, that uh, each five players of each uh, respective team get to pick from. And CSGO is kind of the same thing, except it's not for the individual player, it's actually on maps. So teams get to go back and forth, um, basically banning maps, saying that, hey, I don't want to play on this map. And then team, team B goes, we don't want to play on this map. Team A goes, and pretty much until they decide uh, which map to go on. And then that map ends up being that team's pick, primarily because they get to ban first. So they get to end up kind of dictating it, but each team gets uh, an even amount of bans. And then from, uh, from there forward, it's pretty much based on individual talent, but also team play as well. So if you take a look at tomorrow's slate again, you you have a guy like Zaiwu, who's arguably one of, if not the best CSGO players in the world, uh, along with another guy that we get to see tomorrow in Simple. So his team is called Team Vitality and they're facing off against Ents. And that's a prime example of, I guess you could say the, the complexity of CSGO is that do I end up favoring the team breakdown or do I end up favoring the individual talent that is Zaiwu? So I'll always make sure to mention that for our, uh, for our subscribers and everybody over at Win Daily Sports. And that way we have a full breakdown. I'm not opposed to one-offs and lineups and stuff like that. So CSGO is kind of complicated, but once you get the hang of it, it's definitely fun. You could definitely make some money in it. I love it. See, are you wow. going to make some money in CSGO? Zaiwu, dog. Zaiwu. let's go it is more you have to admit the names are way more interesting in all these esports and lol 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 and csgo i mean i love it i love all the names the team names 100 thieves that just sounds so cool evil genius that one's i mean that's a beer so that that always brings me happy but like i mean i just love it man i love it and ghost where did you get your name where did ghost come from um it it's kind of a long story made short. Um, my friends uh, started calling me that when I was a kid. Uh, we were watching the movie Takers uh, together. And then uh, I was always kind of the guy that everybody turned to to kind of make the decisions where we were when we were young, where we were going to bike or what ice cream shop we were going to. And uh, when we get older, uh, where we're going out for dinner, or where we're going out to, uh, to celebrate and stuff like that. So uh, and in that movie, there's uh, there's a character by uh, who's played by Ti, whose name is Ghost, and uh, they just started calling me that. And then you know what? I ended up sticking with it. I found it really cool, and I was like, you know what? This is a this is a pretty good way to start uh, my DFS and sports betting career. Ti, awesome. you're you're named after Ti, dude. That is so awesome. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that Ghost, is awesome, actually. This is great, man. Sia, do you have yeah. any questions about CSGO or KBO? There's so many acronyms. LOL. Just keep throwing them out. Ghost, do you have any more? Say three <laughs> letters and it's an acronym for something. I'm telling you. <laughs> exactly. So, I'll, you know, in all honesty, I'll probably be in Discord, you know, at some point this week, maybe tonight for KBO. But, I, you know, it's so funny. Like, you, you, you're an expert in something. You're, you're really, you know, you're really good at, like, for me, like PGA and NFL. And it's just like there's so much more to either a have fun with b make money on and it's just like it's kind of exciting that like there's more to learn and more to like potentially gain an edge with uh make money with so that's that's pretty cool because i yeah. i mean csgo is like lol like i'm i you know i have no idea obviously no <laughs> i love it, it was man. Actually, I just... uh, go ahead michael go ahead. no 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 come on come on, come on. It, it was actually javi that got me into it so uh I, I was kind of looking to diversify uh 
my my portfolio i guess you could say and i was like man what like anybody else i was like what are we going to get into i mean yeah we have league of legends but we were kind of anticipating uh the stoppage that we're going through right now and luckily it's coming to an end here with the uh with the mid-season tournament and then uh summer split starts soon so we'll be back into that uh as soon as possible but like everybody else i was kind of looking for something to turn to and uh, it ended up working out really well. Javi kind of taught me everything about the game, and he uh, he told me he used to play competitively, so he kind of explained to the, explained the game rules and uh, told me which players to keep an eye out for. I I always like to watch before I end up playing, so I'm not somebody that uh, well, I like to think that I'm not somebody that's too too foolish with their money. So I'm not just gonna end up throwing uh, my money at uh, whether it's sports betting or DFS. I am spend forget about the players. I don't even know how the game worked at first, so. Uh, Javi ended up teaching me. I ended up watching some streams on Twitch, and exactly from what he said, keep an eye out on these guys. I ended up watching them individually, and I was like, man, these guys are good. And uh, the Zaibu guy is, uh, is pretty stellar. So it's pretty much where I got into it. And then uh, next thing you know, I'm, I end up writing for it, and uh, we're, we're making some good money over in the Discord chat, that's for sure. Making That's money awesome. in the Discord chat. That is what we like to hear. So make sure to go to windailysports.com. Go check out some of Ghost's articles. Go to windailysports.com. There's the link to Discord there. Make sure to go hop in there to see what they're talking about. Ghost's all over the place, which is kind of nice, as we say. He's in KBO. <laughs> He's in some of the um, League of Legends stuff. If I'm not mistaken, I saw you in NASCAR the other day. I think you're, yeah. you're, you're in there all the time, too. You're making money. You're doing things, and we appreciate you. Ghost, where can everyone find you in the Twitterverse? Uh, I'm on Twitter at DFS underscore ghost. So uh, you guys can hit me up there. And like Michael and C have said, uh, I'm on the Discord chat. I'm bouncing around from uh, from channel to channel. So uh, don't get too upset if I don't answer you in a, in a heartbeat. But I'll definitely be in there. I'll be up for K- KBO tonight. And just to confirm what Michael said, I do stay up till uh, till 5.30 a.m. Eastern time. And then usually I'm up at uh, 8.39 for, uh, for whatever states we have. And definitely to read C's article on the Outlaw Tour. So. <laughs> uh, I'll be there. I'll, I'll be there in the KBO chat. Make sure you play Drew Wazinski tonight and stock the NC Dinos. They will absolutely break the slate tonight. Let's go. Making everybody money. Gus, we appreciate you. Thanks for coming on, man. I really appreciate Thank you, you guys having me. Thank you, guys. We'll be having you soon, brother. Thank you so much. So look at that, Sia. So we're going to make some money and we're making money everywhere tonight. Everyone better be happy with this live stream and this podcast, man. I don't think it gets any better than this. We're just bringing money everywhere. And uh, we're actually going to bring on our really good friend, Nick, in a second, too, so he can help us with some NFL DFS. I know it's not quite there, but can Sia and I have a conversation without the NFL? Can we? I don't think that's possible. No, exactly. I don't, I, don't, I don't want it to be possible. I don't want that to be my reality. That's even Sorry. a better part. You make a great point, Sia. It's even better. I don't want that to be the reality. So so we made everybody... I'm, I just need to keep recapping this because it's fantastic. You're going to make some money on, on Bundesliga. You're going to make some money on KBO. You're going to make some money on CSGO. I know we can probably start taking picks all over the place, parlaying the shit out of these and really just see what happens. Let's get a little crazy. I mean, you got minus <laughs> 2,000. You might as well just add it to whatever bet you're going to take anyway. But it should be fun. So let's bring on... Our good buddy, Nick. We got a little sticks picks. Nick, how's it going, man? What up? What up? I guess I'm the closer tonight, huh? What a what a lineup. Rich, I was listening to that. I couldn't pronounce any of the words he was saying, but that was awesome. I did uh, tail his article the other day and played a cash game and hit. So I guess I'm going to play soccer sometimes now, which is interesting um and to say the least goes, yeah. man. where's he from i never heard him talk before i always just go I, to discord if i need to talk to him but that was a quite the accent i love it i know it, i liked it kbo king man it's insane you get, what he 
you get so much credibility, so much more credibility when you have that accent. Like you're, you're, you're like your perceived IQ jumps like 30 points because the accent, you just sound so smart. <laughs> and here yeah. I am with a Midwestern one and there it is. Nothing. Hey man, I've seen the spreadsheets you've made. <laughs> don't, don't be like that. We, uh, Nick and I, and by I say Nick and I, Nick's working on an incredible project right now. And we appreciate everything he does over here at Wind Daily Sports. Make sure to hop in the Discord. Everybody, always, the Discord's free, man. Just go in there. Just ask Nick a bunch of questions. He's going to help you out. We're going to do all that stuff. But what we're going to be talking a little bit about tonight. So Nick wrote an incredible article. And I know we've had him on a couple times before. We actually did a live stream last week. We're going to do another one this upcoming week. Talking about the opportunities with... Um, uh, some some quarterback plays that we really like. That podcast is still up. The live stream is probably somewhere to be found. The as likes to say, the internet, if I may see you. Um, we're going to be doing another one talking about running backs. Obviously, wide receivers, tight ends are going to be coming down the lane pretty soon. But we wanted to talk a little bit about, we have so much DFS talk tonight. We thought, let's bring our good friend Nick on and let's talk more DFS. It doesn't get any better. So Nick wrote this incredible article that he calls his Bible, his strategy for consistent ROI when it comes to NFL DFS. So I wanted to go over it a little bit with everyone. Obviously, it's a very nice read, and we're not going to read it word for word. But Nick, where do you come up with these concepts, and, and how did you – because it's more of a an algorithm. It's more of a formula than it is anything else, which I think is a great part. So just talk to us a little bit about it and how these ideas started to come to your head. Ooh, all right. Well – it started with failure, obviously. I mean, as many successful people out there in anything you're doing, like everybody, you know, it's written on your wall kind of back there. It only takes one yes for success. Failure is everywhere else on that thing. And that's really what it started with. I, I was always a very good season-long player. And when DFS started kicking off in college and I had some money floating around from whatever venture I had going on in college, um, I started playing and I was just getting my ass kicked consistently as I'd have great players. I had no idea what stacking was. Obviously learning about that made a ton of sense. Like, yeah, if you're going to have a receiver score, you might as well have the quarterback score mm -hmm. with them and, you know, really jumpstart. So stacking was a whole nother day of its own of, of learning, but I would just mix and match players and just go right to the top of the salary big. Like, oh, well, Michael Thomas, he's going to have a great day. I need to have him. Like I just had no idea what I was doing with roster construction, just kind of using, my own knowledge of football like oh this guy's good i could afford him and you know mix and match and everything like that no game theory i was never using vegas which didn't make any sense because i had a very good knowledge of bookmaking we'll just say that and knowing how to <laughs> use vegas for your uh, <laughs> advantage and i also worked at the horse track so like i i knew how money moved how the odds changed live i always paid attention to that i'm very big in the horses as well so once it all clicked I started getting so much better, but I guess context contest selection was the biggest advantage of my game going from mediocre to, I think, top tier. I'll, I'll play against anybody right now, and I did it last year. I'll, I did it the year before, the year before that. I'll, I'll take myself over anybody right now for the most part in, in a single-entry contest. Obviously, MMEing is a whole other beast of its own, and the guys that do that are incredibly skilled, but that's that's pretty much a long answer long right there. I appreciate that. Keep the long answers long, man. Yeah, I don't yeah. mind a long answer as long as you give us some details. And oh, we, you didn't even tell us. What are you drinking tonight? Tonight is Miller Lite, but it is in a oh. Galway hooker glass from okay. Ireland, which is a very nice brewery there. Does, does um, that yeah, make Miller Lite? On, so does I, that make the Miller Lite taste better by any chance? I love Miller Lite, man. Bud Light gives me a headache. I'm a Bud Light fan. We can have that argument some other time. Um, so, Sia, when did you start playing NFL DFS? 
Uh, Coors Light, thanks for asking. Um, <laughs> let's see. Never uh, NFL DFS. Never mind. See, I'm kicking you out of here. Yeah, I know. Sorry. It's delicious, and it's perfectly chilled and cold. I love the can, too. The design, everything about it. Anyway, the How point could is- you know if it's cold if the mountains aren't blue, though? It's just it, mind-blowing. Whoever thought of that? Brilliant marketing idea. Exactly. Apology accepted. <laughs> so listen, it's been a long time. I don't know, but it's it's honestly everything ever since DraftKings pretty much started. And I, I you know, I don't know if you remember, but I was doing DFS before anybody, not very well, by the way, but I was part of a company called Fantasle.com, which came out in like 2008. And it was the first of its kind, as far as I know, DFS. And then it just, you know, kind of fizzled away and you know, DraftKings and FanDuel came out. So I've, you know, I've had experience for definitely, you know, well over a decade. And um, I'm so happy to be working with Nick because honestly, like, while I think I understand the game theory and I'm really, really proficient in season long, but, you know, from a DFS standpoint, there's always, no matter how good you think you are, there's always things that you think you know, but you don't know. And that's why this like NFL, this Bible that Nick did is like so helpful because it just, A, keeps you disciplined and B, kind of reminds you, even if you know this stuff, reminds you, you know, what you need to be working on. Absolutely. And everybody, make sure you go check out Sia's interview. Sia and I did a nice little interview talking about all of that stuff. As he said, Fantazzle, what a great name for a website. <laughs> Let's start with that. Um, but no, it's really interesting. Some of the stuff you have done, and I do appreciate you diving too deep into that. So we don't have to get too deep into it here, but it is really interesting. Again, just kind of seeing how things progress over time and how people start to understand the system more and how the system starts to understand people more and really just with all these new contests and ideas and different opportunities. So Nick, let's let's dive into it a little bit. We don't want to give away everything here, of course, but I know you said, you know, so one, you know, I'm reading the article kind of along with everybody here. So DFS bankroll dispersion. I think I said that word right. So so talk to me about that and what exactly you're talking about when you mean, you know, making sure that your your bankroll is dispersed correctly. Sure. So so many writers out there and DFS providers always just talk about bankroll management and you know the importance of cash games or playing in smaller tournaments with a higher yield. To me it was you know, I I, I guess if I'm trying to make money every single week in it I obviously can't lose money, right? That would be the number one goal of making money. I can't lose it to make it. So, well, in a way I could, but we'll get to that. So I would, I, I've really figured out how to leverage the field in cash games. And, and I hate playing chalk players, but in cash games, you pretty much have to, because if, and I, I was always going against the grain, like I'd hear on the radio on Sirius XM and reading all these articles, like guys to fade this week. And I would fade them in cash games. And I was like, why did I, you know, he went off for 20 points and the whole field passed me instead of just a couple guys I had him in a tournament. So I'm going to talk in circles here, but that was like the most important thing to me is learning how to win a cash game. And then once I realized, like if I put everything on Excel and started looking at it, how am I going to consistently make money or consistently not lose money? I needed to use at least 50% of my bankroll in a cash game every single week. So whether that's, um, and I'll always make one cash lineup, that's it. I won't do multiple lineups. I will only play single entry in cash games and I will enter as many as I can until I'm at that 50%, maybe 55 or 60% threshold of cash games. And then the rest is going to go to GPPs. For the most part, I will avoid the millionaire maker. I'll put like, I think it's what, what does my article say is usually like zero to five or zero to 10%. It all depends on if I'm mm -hmm. on house money or not. So like if I had a great week one, I'm going to play a little more millionaire maker week two, just because, you know, who doesn't want a million dollars and it's, it's fun. That's kind of like, 
the gimmicky tournaments that made DraftKings what they are today and FanDuel what they are today. So you obviously got to play them when you can. But when I first started, that's all I would play. I'd play about 10 lineups, put them in the Millionaire Maker, have some great lineups sometimes, but I'd only make like two or three X my money. So if I was playing when I was in college, maybe only two or 300 bucks a week and making four or 500, I was like, this doesn't, like, how do these guys do this? Like, this is never going to be life-changing money for me or anything like that. So I obviously had to build my bankroll. So I was cool with playing the millionaire maker. I didn't really understand single entry that much. I didn't care. I didn't see the big cash pool and I never jumped to that. But when I started playing single entry cash games and I learned that 50% of my bankroll at least needs to go to that, if I hit my cash games, and I assume I'm always going to hit them. If I study my lineups, look at the field, who's going to be the chalk guys, who's going to be the one or two chalk guys that I'm going to avoid based on Vegas totals, Vegas props. I always use Vegas. Let them do as much work for you because they really know what they're doing. Then I, it was kind of the sky's the limit. I was never missing my cash games. I think last year I hit it in an 80% clip. One of the weeks I lost um, – one of my quarterbacks I heard in like the first quarter, like that stuff's going to happen. I don't think you're ever going to have 16 or 17 out of 17 cash game hits um, on a weekly basis. Let's say the 17 weeks in the season, we're not going to hit 17, but I expect to hit at least 13 to 14. So I'm always going to break even worst case scenario. If 50% of my bankrolls go in there, if I'm playing a thousand and 500 goes to cash games, I assume I hit my cash games. I'm getting a thousand back no matter what. Now I really need to leverage the field in my game stacks that I'm going to use in GPPs and the week that it clicks, you know, boom, I think uh, in 2018 is when I really started clicking. I think I went back to back 62,000 one week and then like 35 the next. And that's when you could really start throwing a ton of money in the millionaire maker and stuff like that and maxing out MMEs and playing these $5,000 single entry tournaments against all these guys that have a ton of money. But I really don't think they make that good of lineups because when you're playing for $5,000, these guys aren't getting that aggressive. They're going to play the chalk players because you know, you're going to get at least 10 points from them. I think last year when I played one of those huge ones, I played Deontay Johnson he was 0% owned in that huge tournament. And I ended up shipping it because I took a risk with one player. I had almost the same as the rest of them but I used a guy that was 0% known because he was blowing up my wide receiver model a little bit. So uh, kind of getting a rant there, but that's really what it was is just stress the importance of cash games, but not hundred percent cash games. If that's what kind of player you are, if you want to turn 20 into 40 every week, by all means, but if you're trying to do this, you know, for a full-time job or to support your family or to buy the new car that you want to buy, that's kind of, what I started getting into is at least using half of my money for a cash game every single week. Hey, I just want to ask you, Nick, just to be super, super clear. So when you say cash games in, in this particular context, like NFL, DFS, are you talking like double ups? Are you talking head to head? What, what do you mean? Oh, specifically? Double, ups, yeah, you yeah. double ups. So head to head, I never was a head to head guy. I'll play head to head against my friends when they send like a request for a $10, $20 head to head just to have some fun and bragging rights for the week. Absolutely. But there's just so much variance in a head to head. And I'm glad you asked because when I play double ups, that's what I consider a cash game is a double up. I will always make sure that there's at least a hundred entrants in that double up. So same for soccer the other day, there's really not that big of a contest selection for the, the German soccer league, but I made sure anything I joined had at least a hundred people in it because it gives it enough variance, you know, to where no one's going to be 100% owned unless they're just like a free square that week and you don't want to lose because of one player. So when you get over 100 entrants, I like anywhere up to like two or 3,000. That's pr pretty much about it. But that's where you get, you know, where one guy going off is not going to kill you. So 
if that makes sense, it's enough variance, but not too much. So I, I will always go at least a hundred. I prefer more. Excellent. Okay. I do love that. And so with that, as you said, you so you, you build your bankroll on a lot of cash games. You're always making sure you're uber, uber confident. It seems, and it makes sense if you're hitting 80% of your cash games, I think I'd be as just as confident as you. So you take that money that you win there. As you said, you're putting in 500. You're pretty much taking out a thousand every week. It seems like at this point, then you can start taking some of that money. And as you said, then start put trickling those into the GPPs. And now I know you like a particular kind of GPP, if I'm not mistaken, about 23 ish percent gets paid out. And, um, you know, is there, is there specific, you know, you're, you're, you're with your constant consistent contest selection as i'm reading here in the article is what exactly do you look for for these gpps when you're going to play to make sure that as you were talking about before with variance with cash games what are the types of things you're looking for when it comes to the gpps as well so like you said yeah paying out paying out is a huge part of the whole thing because when you're not playing a cash game min cash in a tournament is usually going to be anywhere from i think the millionaire makers like 18 percent of the field gets paid out and it's such a big tournament so 18, like, I don't like my odds to, you know, on every single lineup to cross 18% out of 200,000 people or whatever the case may be. So when I'm doing single entry tournaments, you could just do it right on DraftKings. You go into the app, look at some contests and go to the, like the top right on Android for me and just go to like the pay structure. And so it, let's say that there's a thousand or a hundred entrants for the sake of easy math. If the places paid are at least like 23, so 23rd place gets paid, so the top 23% get paid in that tournament, I will always join that for single entry. Anything over like 21% from all the Excel spreadsheets that I saved over the years, I've done so much better when I consistently cash in any tournament for, for the most part for tracking sake. If I'm in the top 23%, I usually cash all the time. So I want to make sure that I'm getting a tournament that at least pays 21% because what's, you know, but the difference in 1% is huge. If you're 23rd in that lineup or 24th, that's the sake of, you know, getting paid. If you're in a tournament that only pays the 18th percent, now that 23rd, 24th, it's not even that good of a lineup. You weren't close to cashing. There's five, six people ahead of you. So that's really what it was for me in GPPs is finding the best way for me to min cash. And then also getting two extra money. There's so many tournaments like the, the Millionaire Maker. If it's a $20 entry, min cash is only 30 bucks. Like, how are you going to sustain doing that every week? And that's where I learned the hard way, which when I go back to when I first started winning, but I was winning so, so little because I was playing the Millionaire Maker and stuff like that. And it wasn't paying 2x my money minimum. So that's that's like my, my bread and butter right there is make sure your single entry GPPs pay out at least 21% of the field. And you could do that by just going number of entrants or paces, places paid divided by number of entrants. And you're, you're going to get that number right there. Um, and then two extra money. Make sure if it's a $20 tournament, make sure that that minimum place, if you got last place in cashing, that it's double your money, at least 40 bucks there in, in this instance. I love it. See, are you ready to make some more money this upcoming NFL season? I mean, I just, I just can't wait for the NFL season to start. Right. Hey, Nick, while while I have you, first of all, you're gonna are you gonna be on Sirius this weekend? You're gonna join me on Sunday. Yeah, I should be here on Sunday. Awesome. So I want to run four things by you. These are my like four favorite props so far. You know, we've we've obviously done some shows, whether it's on Sirius or or on the Win Daily Show on props. So yeah. these are the, the my four favorite that I just came up with before the show. Are you ready? Yes. I want you to tell it. me if 
if you love it, if you just kind of like it, or if you basically just hate it and you're off it, okay? Could anybody hate Sia, though? Come on, don't be No, right? The haircut. Like, dude, I need the a haircut. haircut and the like, Coors Light? I mean, come on. Where did you go for that haircut? I need that. Uh, yeah, my wife went onto YouTube, and this is what happened. Wow. Good. This, God, is that's like, that's, this, is a real, this is a real story. That's pretty that's impressive, awesome. dude. Good for right? you and good for her. That's awesome. Thank you very much. I'll, I'll, I'll send her your regards. <laughs> Please. So here's, here's the first one. This is my favorite one, all right? San Francisco 49ers to win the NFC West at plus 110. I love it. Who catch I, it? I, don't, I don't think anybody's going to beat that team at all. I, I don't see it. They're returning almost everybody. I mean, I, I understand Russell Wilson's, yeah, but they, they, they seem to get just like a little bit worse every year, and I just can't imagine Russell Wilson carries that team again. Arizona's made improvements, but they're not ready, obviously, and the Rams are in salary cap hell. I just don't see them making a move on the Niners. What am I missing? Why you is this got plus money? You're right. That's what I don't understand. I was going to say, did you say that right? Like I would make a minus <laughs> 175, 200 just for the sake of like injury in the NFL. You never know. I wouldn't put that much risk out there. But yeah, plus 110. My favorite thing about the Niners, because I'm charting them right now, the receivers and all that. I mean, they are yards after contact kings for the most part. I think Hardis uh, tweeted that out today, too. And right when I was like, they're blowing up my page for my wide receiver model right now. But what I like about them the most is this is the first year I don't think this team is going to have a wide receiver carousel. Last year, everybody was drafting like Pettis was probably their first guy off the board. And then we saw like Jalen Hurd come out and make a couple plays, and then we didn't see him anymore. Then Goodwin, like everybody's DFS darling in 2018, you didn't see him at all. This year, I think with Ayuk, I think he'll step into a, a good role, maybe not right away. But Debo Samuel, like they, this team knows who their pass catchers are. And last year they were still like identifying themselves for the first five, six weeks. That defense was just so damn good. It didn't really matter what they did. But that's why I like them the most. I think they're better than last year. But it's the wide receiver carousel. Like there's going to be, uh, you know, gel with Garoppolo and his receiving core. And that's what I'm loving right now when I'm doing my model for them because last year you just didn't know who the go-to guy was that week and the team needs a go-to guy every single good team has their go-to guy and, and they're going to have a couple of them obviously kittle's a stud i think he's a better blocker than he is a, a pass catching tight end which is insane to say because he's an insane pass catcher but i don't know i, I love this team so much i'm glad you got plus money on that i'm going to take that tonight too because i did not even look at that i've been so damn busy with football right now and i haven't even got my bets in yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure you can get it at plus money pretty much everywhere. So that's and even honestly, if you, even if you got it at minus one ten, it's still an amazing bet as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. All right, Absolutely. this was a little controversial. Uh, Cowboys plus one hundred five to win the NFC East. How do you feel about that one? It's between them or the Eagles. I would have liked like maybe plus one twenty five just because I think it's a coin flip. I don't think it's. I would love it to be the Giants. I'm Saquon's been my keeper for every year he's been in the league right now, and I'll never give him up until his legs fall off. But I don't know. I don't like the odds of that as much just because I do respect the Eagles. I respect Peterson so much. I, I like that they brought in Jalen Hurts again because I, I think they're going to bring the RPO back a little bit in the red zone and give Wentz some rest on his legs. It's not like he runs anymore anyway. Uh, but they're, they're secondary, man. I don't know. They got better at the end of last year So regards to the Eagles here. But Dallas's offense is so damn potent. Their defense is going to be awesome. They were really good last year. I think, I think you got the winning side of that ticket. I just – would prefer better odds, but I'd take the same thing with you if I had to, if it's going to be NFC East, I'm going with the Cowboys for sure. Fair enough. Okay. So here's the next one. And I think you gave me the idea on this one. So I'm like stealing it and then asking you if you no, like it, which I is hilarious. Um, Drew Locke over 3,375 yards. Yeah. I don't see how he doesn't do that. Like 
it's such a low number unless Vegas thinks he's on a short lease, but who would they pull him for? Like that's, that's Nobody. his job. Uh, and it's, yeah. what, is, what is the average? It's 210.8, I think 210 yeah. yards a game. I mean, with those receivers alone, they should be fine. Right. And the tight yeah. ends that they have, they have a million tight I mean, ends there too. Josh Just, Allen averaged that passing per game and uh, nothing against him. Great. Whoa, fantasy whoa, player, whoa, whoa, hey, whoa. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Whoa, you, don't now, whoa, nothing, you don't have to say nothing against him. It's that's let's just, just a real about it. Comparison. Drew Locke's a pocket passer. He's he's going to average more than 210 yards a game. Absolutely. And they clearly invested in him too. I mean, just with their with the the draft picks with Hamler and Judy. So I mean, I and man, I, I just again 211 yards a game and you clear it. That's pretty awesome. I think he's I mean, going to show it around give, a little bit. You should give the best wide receiver in football at least 110 a game with Cortland Sutton, right? I, I'm assuming yes. you're talking about Judy. No, Cortland, baby. Oh, Cortland. I heard some really good things about KJ Hamler today from, from some people that I really respect. So I'm I'm expecting him to to jump too. So this is gonna be a real I think Denver's one of the more interesting teams. Unfortunately, their schedule's kind of ridiculously hard, but yeah. that's a, another story for another day. Here's the last one. I always end with this one, Nick. Um the New York Giants under six and a half wins. I th- I think they're gonna be competitive. I don't think they'll be you can be competitive and win under six yeah, and a half games. Definitely. I mean, you, yeah, you can certainly be competitive and lose every game. But yes. Oh, man. I haven't uh, had their schedule as a Giants up fan, As a Giants fan, I am hammering that under. From what I saw last year, considering how bad their defense is and how tough their schedule is, specifically their passing uh, efficiency against, it's going to be a another just really bad year man i'm not excited for this one i just want daniel jones to progress and saquon to stay healthy like that's all i'm hoping for this year so and and i'll tell you um the per the warren sharp metric which we preach all the time because it, it relies on vegas odds and not last year's wins the warren giants sharp, i come believe on the show. Yeah, warren sharp, warren, come please. on the show please yeah come on the show yeah, but come on warren um i believe the giants have, i believe the giants have the fourth hardest schedule yes come have a Coors Light with us sir oh well bring your own beer how about that bring your own beer bring your own glass and we'll 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 call it we'll call it quits there but yeah their schedule is ridiculously tough um the the yeah the Vegas strength of schedule the projected wins against um you're right Sia it's it's up there it's not fun but Nick I'm sorry we kind of just we asked you a question and then see I do this thing we do this thing where we like to talk to each other so uh what do you think about that what do you think about that Nick I think you guys talked me into the under. I, I, it's going to be a no play for me. I'm just not going to bet it. But uh, I would love them to improve the offensive line a little bit more than they did. Would they only draft one guy? But Three. They three, drafted three okay. offensive linemen. All right. Well, first, that's first, how much I studied. Third and fifth round. Uh, their first round pick, Andrew Thomas, out of Georgia, should be good. He should start yeah. on the right side immediately, which is nice. Yeah. Um, they drafted... Matt Parrott, I think his first name's Matt, out of UConn. Just super lengthy, long dude. He's kind of a little bit more of a project, so he'll be like that sixth swingman kind of guy and then you know potentially be able to slide in once they kick Nate Solder's ass out of there. And they drafted Shane Lemieux out of Oregon, who potentially has the uh, could be playing guard or center this year, which we need all of those things, every single one of those. I mean, Will Hernandez is solid, but outside of that, uh, we're, we're pretty bad, so I'll literally take anything at this point. So yeah, take the under. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I'm, it's going to be a no bet for me. Just I think that team should get better. The defense should be solid. I just I don't know six and a half game. I, I think their defense will be good, man. They're I I don't Why? love I just, I don't know. It's my metrics on when I'm doing my projections. Respect the Giants' defense. I don't I can't tell you exactly why because I haven't adjusted anything yet. But 
I don't know. I don't think they're going to give up a ton of points. Well, here's the thing. They can't be as bad as they were last year, considering all you have to do is realize DeAndre Baker should not be one-on-one with somebody. And you can start <laughs> doing that right from week one. James Betcher didn't figure that out to like week 15 that, hey, maybe you shouldn't have DeAndre Baker one-on-one with their number one quarterback and watch Amari Cooper just, you know, run train on him for two straight games. You know, so it's, <laughs> it is terrible. But any anything else, Sia? Do you guys want to laugh at the Giants anymore? Wait, Nick, tell me one no. good thing about Saquon Barkley. Let's just stop there if that's okay everything i mean okay. done you guys nope. are you're good <laughs> you're good hey listen good. in all seriousness the moral of the story for everybody listening <laughs> okay. and, and i'm i'm gonna repeat yeah, hello I, i'm gonna repeat <laughs> this on uh i'm gonna repeat this on serious because I, I think it's that important to go over some of these profits that are really good that's san fran plus 110 thing I'll, I'll go this far if garoppolo gets hurt I genuinely think, and I've asked some some friends of mine who I consider insiders with San Francisco. This guy Jordan, in particular, um, if San Francisco, if Garoppolo gets hurt, I actually think they still win the division. Let's say he gets hurt week eight, week seven, week nine. I still think Nick Mullins has enough, knows the playbook well enough to actually get that team to win the NFC West, regardless. So I I think they're insulated by a major injury, and and they still win the bet. I love that one. Could could not agree more with that one. I love it. I can't Nick believe it's plus money. Really? Wow. No, just San Fran. Okay. I don't care who's playing quarterback for that offense. It's a system, and they're going to run the ball. Yeah. So They're going to hey, run the ball. Kyle Shanahan made Matt Ryan an MVP. And I'm sorry, but Matt Ryan is is not an MVP. That, that was Kyle Shanahan's award. He gifted it to Matt Ryan. All you Atlanta Listen. Falcons fans out there, at C and Najad, we're uh, the Ravens fans as well, at C and Najad. Nick, don't say anything bad about Lamar Jackson. And all you Bills fans, at C and Najad, but um, see any other any other picks you got for us or that was it. That was it. We'll talk we'll talk more on serious uh this weekend for sure. I can't wait. So we made everybody a ton of money today. I hope they take advantage of this. I hope everyone out there goes and plays some KBO lineups, some CSGO lineups. I mean, if you don't know what it is, maybe at least watch a couple Twitch streams first so at least you know what you're putting your money on. Bundesliga <laughs> soccer, we got rich top four percent of DFS players on DraftKings and FanDuel, which that number is just still mind-blowing to me. As we see, we got some cool people, ghost as I, I apologize for missing him for a second. Our team is incredible over here. We have Nick projecting models. I can't wait. Nick and I, and and by Nick and I, I mean Nick created this incredible model for quarterbacks that we're excited to start using. We're not going to tell anybody how it works because I think we, again, we want to be the Sharks, but we're going to let you guys know what it says. And, you know, hopefully you guys listen to us. So, uh, Nick, where can everyone find you on the Twitterverse? At Sticks Picks, S-T-I-X-P-I-C-K-S. And, yeah, I'm excited to unleash that model that we created. It's going to be called the Adjusted Expected Passing Yards, and I'm back testing for three years. So that's going to be a long part. I'm only through week four of last year, but this thing is hitting at a 77% model and with the uh, 77% success rate. And I'm trying to break it. Like, I'm trying to find ways that it won't work. It's unbelievable. It just, I can't believe that Vegas doesn't use advanced metrics like they should because that's really what all this was. And then I can't really go into detail on everything about it because we're going to hopefully monetize it eventually. But what's funny is I put it into my DFS quarterback projection model. And the best part of it was is that it screamed out in week one when I was doing testing to play Case Keenum. And I would have never played him week one last year. And I look back at like the ownership, I think it was like, 0.1 like not even one percent owned and he threw for 380 yards and three touchdowns and his passing prop total was 252 yards this model said he should be at 330 so it was way different 
it's nuts that it actually came true, but it, it reads defenses. It reads Vegas totals. It reads how many pass attempts a quarterback should have and what yards those should actually go for instead of whatever Vegas is using right now, because it's not right. Michael and I debunk that. And I'm excited to maybe someday go into detail about how I made this thing, but it took, I mean, what, two weeks just for me to actually figure out how everything need to be weighted. But I don't know. I could talk about this thing forever, but it's AE. PY, get ready to see it everywhere on our site all year long because it's not going to miss. It's hey, not going to miss. Has, and Nick, Sia, as, Sia gets his one, Redskins quarterbacks, right? That's great. As one <laughs> of the resident attorneys with Win Daily, um, let me tell you, please do not get more detailed on that. This thing okay. is going to be awesome. So. Let's- go yeah. i love it good stuff make sure to go follow nick in the twitterverse on the internet sia make sure to get him at sia najad we're pretty much just racking up fan bases to go against sia so i'm really excited for football season to start i am michael Raziel at michael Raziel one for all the gentlemen all the incredible people for rich for ghost thank you all so much and make it a profitable night